This is the Forex Q&A podcast. This is VP, professional Forex prop trader here in the United States, answering your user-submitted Forex trading-related questions every Monday morning. Now, if you have a Forex trading-related question on your mind, and you have consumed all the material, and you have not asked one before, well, what you do is for another four weeks, let's say, you can go to nononsenseforex.com slash askvp, fill out the form, and I will get back to you typically within 48 hours. So a few things to talk about before we dive into this week's episode. Uh, first off, on YouTube, and I'd imagine this is not just happening on my channel, this is probably everywhere, but there seems to be a limit to how long you can make your replies now. Um, for those of you who like to leave longer replies everywhere you go, just know that you're getting cut off. Um, I don't know exactly what point, but look into this. I've noticed a lot with the people who are commenting on my page. I don't know um, exactly what you're trying to say sometimes because you're not allowed to finish your thought. And this is a YouTube thing. So just a heads up uh, from this point forward, you might either want to look into it and see what you can do or keep your replies a bit shorter. Um, I certainly don't mind long replies, but they are getting cut off. So just a heads up on that. Um, also, news about the big banks came out this week. I'm sure a lot of you saw what I tweeted, um, but this was, this is was a story that happens all the time. This is nothing new. So I'll just go ahead and read the title to you, but from CNBC, uh, they reported. Let me pull it up. It says, Barclays, Citigroup, J.P. Morgan, and Royal Bank of Scotland have been fined $1.2 billion by EU regulators for rigging the Forex market. And a lot of people brought this to my attention um, because when I put out the Big Banks videos, one of the first videos I ever put out, I didn't know it was going to be probably my most influential video, I guess would be a good way to put it. Um, but I knew it had to come early because it's one of the things I wanted everybody to understand first. Now, it got a lot of resistance because when you're putting things out like this, it sounds very conspiratory in a lot of ways. But what most people didn't realize is this happens all the time. Now, this isn't me guessing at what happens in the market. So when it comes to the big banks manipulating price in the Forex market and then getting caught and then getting fined for it, this happens all the time over and over and over again. Therefore, I can speak about it with confidence, just like I can speak about recessions with confidence because they always happen too. And when it happens in a cycle all the time, it's no longer a conspiracy. It's just something that always fucking happens. And it was amazing how many people were really resistant to this, uh, even though in that video I proved my case uh, when I showed the IG Client Sentiment Index. Now, that was really a big eye-opener for a lot of people. Uh, and understand, too, that a $1.2 billion fine is a parking ticket, if that, to the banks. Um, they're going to keep doing what they do. Uh, these regulatory bodies are going to keep fining them, so it looks like they're actually doing their job. Um, but this world is just going to keep right on spinning, and that is exactly what we want. If the big banks stop manipulating price, we pretty much lose our edge because we're no longer traders who understand what is going on in our market at its very core. This is such a great and unique advantage we have as Forex traders, and it's so hard to really qualify or quantify. But if you really think about it, the fact that the big banks are able to manipulate price the way they do to the degree they can in this market is one of the biggest advantages we have compared to other markets. Embrace this. And don't even think of challenging me on this point. You're going to look like a buffoon every single time one of these verdicts comes down from these regulatory bodies because this is what happens all the time over and over again. 
It is the Forex Q&A podcast, and episode 47's question could not come at a better time because I am getting this question a lot this week. So we just got done with really all of the pieces and sub-pieces of the algorithm that I'm having you guys use to enter and exit trades. And it's time to backtest, and we should probably go a bit deeper into this. Episode 47's question is from DeMarcus from Kissimmee, Florida, and DeMarcus asks, do I backtest my entire system the same way I backtested my confirmation indicator? All right, so short answer, long answer. Short answer, no, absolutely not. Um, I'll even go into this a little more. And this might have been a little bit of the way I've structured things. It might come off as a bit confusing to some people. But all the way in the backtesting episode, that was just how to test your confirmation indicator. It was a very crude, oversimplified way to test one piece. And in the end, all you're really looking for with a confirmation indicator is a 60% success rate or above, because that indicator is going to get a lot better as soon as you start adding more pieces to it. But that was the cutoff you wanted to shoot for, and then you start building things after that. So let's go into the longer answer, and it's still going to be pretty simple. This might be a short podcast now that I think about it, but all you need to do is when you're backtesting, Decide how far back you want to go. So we're in 2019. Let's say you want to go back four years. So you would start on this date um, back in 2015, pull up your system, and every single time it gives you a trade, you would actually trade it um, almost as if you're forward testing because you're eventually going to do that anyway. So you might as well start doing this now. But it's going to go a lot quicker, obviously, because all the data is there. Compared to forward testing, you got to wait for the data. So every time you would get a signal and make sure it's an actual signal, you would take the trade, put your risk management profile up, and just manage the trade as you go, just like you would an actual trade. And then once that trade is closed out, you write down your results, and then you just keep doing that for the next four years, all the way up until present day. And then you would do this over again with every single currency pair that you plan on trading. Then you would get that wonderful target metric that we're all shooting for, ROI, return on investment. If you started out with $50,000 of fake demo money, what does that account look like now? Let's say it is $70,000. Great. You would take that, that 40% ROI, you would divide it by four, and that would give you 10% ROI year after year. And that's very good. You can start really trading with that. Now, that, that, that does not beat the average of the American stock market. Just know that going forward. But you are pretty profitable year after year if you can pull that off. And you should immediately start forward testing if you're getting that just to see if those results are actually legit. Now, here's a little pro tip, however, and this I think will save you a lot of time. When you're really back testing at the very start, you might just want to go back about a year and only do a few different currency pairs, especially if you plan on adding different indicators to see how well they work as opposed to other ones, if you're going to tweak your settings at all. Because going four years back and doing this with every single currency pair is a lot, especially if all you feel like you need to do to make it better is tweak one little setting of one of your indicators. I mean, this whole process is going to be a good amount of work anyway, Um, But you're really making it harder than it probably needs to 
if every time you make any kind of small adjustment, you're going back and testing three or four years with all 28 currency pairs. So I would maybe approach this in two stages. Only go back about a year and do maybe five very different currency pairs and just kind of see how that works on the surface if the results you're getting are very positive or not so positive. And then see what that looks like with this little tweak or that little tweak or this different indicator here, maybe this other exit indicator, and test all of that and see if there are any combination of those things that clearly gives you better results than anything else. Then once you have a couple of setups like that, now go back three or four years and test it out thoroughly in its entirety. But absolutely make sure you're doing this part thoroughly with all 28 currency pairs. We spoke before about just how vital this step is and how not doing this piece to completion is going to completely screw you up down the road because you're not building your house on a strong foundation if you're taking shortcuts and cutting corners here. The work you put in now is going to be the work that serves you for the next 20, 30, 40 years of your trading life. Now, I will say this, and you're not going to want to skip this step either, but when it comes to avoiding Forex news, and if you have not watched that video, I will put it in the show notes. It's a video that I actually thought was going to be a lot more popular than it was, um, but it's actually, as far as my videos go, one of the least watched. And that's really a shame because nothing out there can skew your results to one side or the other in a very inaccurate way, like ignoring the part about avoiding Forex news. So you're going to have to find yourself a calendar that goes pretty far back uh, because this is part of your everyday trading anyway. But when you're backtesting, you have to know when these big news events are coming up and whether you would have been in that trade or not. Being clumsy and trading right into some of these big news events can mean instant losses, instant stop losses getting hit. And why would you want things like that screwing up your overall ROI when they absolutely don't have to? Um, but I think this is a step that a lot of people are just going to forget to do or in their minds are going to think this is too much effort to incorporate into their backtesting. Big mistake. Your results are not going to be perfect here, but you want to get them as close as humanly possible because the forward testing part takes up a lot more time, a lot more time out of your life. And you do not want to dedicate this much of your life to testing something that is not as completely accurate as it can possibly be. All right? Do not screw over your future self. <laughs> Put in the work now and be meticulous because the penalty for not doing this is pretty great. Does this make sense? I hope it does. Because like I said, this is a big piece of the puzzle here. And because it is, I wasn't really planning on having a blog for this episode, but I think it needs to be there. As far as no-nonsense Forex traders go, the ones that really like don't bullshit around, they're meticulous, they want to do everything the right way, and they have this great attention to detail, those guys are my blog readers. And so I think I owe them one to always have there as a reference in case they need to come back to it. So if it's not up at the time this podcast releases, um, just know that it's coming. Um, I'll try to have it up on time, but if I don't, just know that we're not far away. Um, but it would really serve you to get to work on this right now because the prop trading video will be coming up in the summertime and you don't have to be ready to go right when that video comes out. It's not going to kill you to wait another few months, uh, but you're not going to want to lag behind either. 
So the sooner you can have this back testing done and have a system that you really like and get the forward testing part going as soon as you possibly can, the closer to being ready to turn pro you are going to be once that video comes out. And we are now looking at probably a July or August release on the prop video, just to give you a timetable. Uh, but a few factors have to fall into place still on that one, so don't hold me to it, but that's what I'm guessing. So in the meantime, get to work, get caught up on the material. If you have time, go to iTunes, give this podcast a five-star review. It already has a lot of them, but those reviews do go a very long way. But if you were looking for reasons to put off putting in the backtesting work because you just didn't have all the information, well, you have it now, and now you're out of excuses. So get cracking and be meticulous while also being completely relentless in your pursuit. Go get it.